You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another Locked On Fantasy Basketball Fast Break Podcast. I am your host, Josh Lloyd, the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. Today, we're going to be looking at players in the G League and guys who are putting up some big numbers who are either on two-way contracts or could find themselves signed to 10-day or non-guaranteed deals later in the season, which could help for your dynasty leagues, but also for your regular fantasy leagues and guys who might get some extra time and be these weird sort of standout players, similar to how Marshawn Brooks was last season when he came over from China. Obviously, China and the G League, not the same thing, but that's what we're going to be looking at here, plus doing some fantasy check-ins on the Indiana Pacers, the LA Clippers, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Memphis Grizzlies. Michael Bolton. Let's get to it. To it. All right, guys, let's have a look at some of the top performers in the NBA G League at the moment. It gives us a bit of an idea of players, again, who may be uh, maybe called up to their team via two-way contracts that they're already signed to or maybe signed to later in the season. We saw guys like Ty Wallace have big success last season doing that. Uh, CJ Williams, another guy for the Clippers that was doing that. Or players who might sign themselves or find themselves signed to 10-day deals or rest-of-season deals with second-year non-guarantees, uh, able to put up some numbers for injury-riddled teams teams, tanking teams, all that sort of stuff. It is interesting for Dynasty League as well to find some of these guys and see who is uh, who is putting up the numbers that is warranting our attention. So ha- let's have a look at some of the performances. Yeah, this is uh, the stats as of Wednesday in the G League. So we're about 14, 15 games in for a lot of these teams. Um, I boiled it all down to their fantasy rankings and where they sit if they would if it was done like a regular NBA fantasy league eight category value for all these guys you know, across those categories where their strengths and all that sort of stuff all that sort of stuff lies the number one fantasy player in the G League at the moment is a guy who has been called, called up by the Toronto Raptors and that's Chris Boucher who's average, averaging a, a huge amount of blocks in the G League four point eight blocks but also almost thirty points per game. We've seen that the uh, look, he was with the Warriors last season on a two-way, barely played there. I think he played one game, maybe. And uh, for the Raptors, he's come up in the wake of the Valanciunas injury and then the Serge Barker injury and hasn't really been able to make much of an impact. And this team that he's on, the Raptors, they're obviously considerably deep. So he's not likely to have too much of an impact this season. It doesn't appear like, but he is putting up some massive G League numbers and has taken big steps forward from last season. And that could mean something for him heading into next season on a team that needs that developmental sort of big um, just skipping down to number four, just to keep with the Raptors theme, their other two-way player, Jordan Lloyd, who is uh, obviously my brother. He is the fourth-ranked G League player over the uh, past couple, over this uh, season. He's averaging almost 24 points per game. He's shooting the three-ball well, 35% there. He's dishing almost five and a half assists, two two steals per game. He's putting up good numbers, but again, finding a spot on this Raptors roster. And I just want to um, mention the Raptors quickly. They are, and we talk about. You know, throwing in first round picks or you know completely disregarding non lottery picks. The Raptors team, they, we talk about all their young talent. It's based on Pascal Siakam, a pick in the twenties, Dillon Wright, a pick in the twenties, Fred Van Vliet, an undrafted player, OG Ananobi, the Jedi. Hello there. A pick in the twenties. These are all guys who were taken well outside the lottery, who've developed into the best young cores in the league. And now we look at the top of the G League fantasy rankings, and there's two Raptors guys there. Both of their two way guys. Now Jordan Lloyd has uh, he showed out at the G League showcase. Uh, Lorenzo Brown and Malachi Richardson, those two guards who are currently ahead of him on the main roster. 
But I think he's a name to watch moving forward, not necessarily for this season, and there's a lot of depth here in Toronto, but taking over from Lorenzo Brown or Malachi Richardson or both is something that we could see from him last season. They did elevate Brown last season um, off off their two-way deal onto the regular roster, and Lloyd could be one of those guys that's in for that. So while it's not one for this season necessarily, he is a name to watch out for as we move uh, move forward in the, in the next couple of years. The second-ranked player in NBA G League fantasy is Yonte Maten. I'm sure that's not how you pronounce that name, but he is a two-way player for the Miami Heat, averaging 27 points in 33 minutes. He's shooting the ball extraordinarily well. He's averaging almost 11 rebounds, almost a steal, and almost one and a half blocks. He's putting up some really, really big numbers. He is second in the G League in PER behind, uh, behind Boucher putting up some really, really huge numbers, and he's number one in win shares and number one in win shares per 48. So all these advanced numbers are there, but we already talk about the Heat and trying to find um, minutes for their guys on the roster. You know, where is he going to find that playing time or that opportunity? They're a team who we thought may be sliding towards the lottery. They've recovered now. They're going to be in the mix for one of those playoff spots. The Heat are excellent, much like the Raptors. And again, that's really illustrated at the top of these rankings. They're developing two-way guys, developing G League players, and turning them them into NBA players, Hassan Whiteside, Tyler Johnson. We see those guys on the Miami Heat already. Second round picks like Josh Richardson, uh, they can develop these guys. Scooter Magruder, uh, uh, another G League guy who they can develop into rotation guys. And Matan is showing that uh, ability at the moment and is a name to watch for future seasons when perhaps they get off of Cali Olenek or, or James Johnson is no longer there and Hassan Whiteside is gone. Some of those big men, Matan could come in and be an impact guy. He is one of those big men who's really efficient, 79% from the line as well. The number three guy is a player who isn't on a two-way contract. That's RJ Hunter of the Erie Bayhawks. Hunter is doing what what he does. We've seen a few go rounds from uh, from RJ uh, across the NBA so far in his career. He's hitting three threes a game at thirty six percent, twenty two points per game. He had stops in Houston. He had stops in Boston, in Chicago. Never really been able to catch on. I'm not sure he's ever really going to turn into something, but. He is one of those guys that he could come in Marshawn Brooks style on on a poor team, on a tanking team who needs wing depth, guard depth, and he could come in and have a, a little bit of a, a run of form. But he's putting up some strong numbers at the moment and getting uh, generating steals and blocks as well. 2.2 steals and 1.1 blocks per game for RJ Hunter is uh, obviously a little bit surprising given the type of player he is. I hope Matt Smith is listening to this because the number five ranked player in the G League is Terrence Jones. Yes, that is that Terrence Jones, the... Uh, the hope of every fantasy player ever. Whenever he got uh, signed to a team, whether it was the Pelicans, the Bucks, his time in Houston. If we're honest with him, he, or honest in general, he's not a good NBA player. But when he's out there putting up and playing minutes, he puts up uh, he puts up big numbers. We've seen that time and time again. He just has absolutely no idea where to be on the court. Just think, he was Marquise Chris before Marquise Chris was Marquise Chris. So Jones is is putting up those numbers again in the G League. He is also playing for the Erie Bayhawks, along with RJ Hunter. He's averaging 24 points per game at the moment. He's hitting 40% of his threes. He's getting his defensive numbers. He's getting big rebound numbers. Terrence Jones is someone that NBA teams, like many fantasy people, can't help but fall in love with. So he is absolutely a name to watch. Think of someone if the Cavs do trade Kevin Love um, or Tristan Thompson goes and they look to bring someone up and Jerome Blossom game isn't cutting it. I can see Terrence Jones getting a run there, playing 24 minutes a night and being a top 200 guy in limited minutes. So he's a name to watch. Another NBA player or former NBA player, uh, we do have to talk about is John Jenkins, a guy who was billed as an elite three-point shooter, 
had some time in Atlanta, some time in Dallas, and never really got uh, things to, to really crack in the NBA, but he's putting up some good G League numbers uh, at the moment for the Westchester Knicks. He's averaging um, over three threes a game on 46% shooting, 26 points per game. Again, another one of those guard-type players who he's struggled in his time in the NBA, but he had did so some, some flashes back for the Hawks a couple of seasons ago in preseason. And honestly, between him and someone like RJ Hunter, Jenkins would be the guy that I would have a look at more in those deeper leagues. But he is he is a, an older player. He's 27 already, so not a huge amount of upside in uh, in Johnny Jenkins moving forward. The number seven ranked player, Jordan McRae, a two-way guy for the Washington Wizards. Number eight is Elise Johnson of the Indiana Pacers, a two-way guy as well. Um, given the Wizards' lack of guard depth, McRae's a guy that had some time with the Sixers, with the Cavs. Put up some some pretty okay numbers in a, in a couple of games. The Wizards do lack significant guard depth. Chase and Randall, rugged Ronnie Baker are getting playing time there. So there's a very very easy argument to make that McCray could come in if Wall gets injured, if Beal gets injured, and be a useful fantasy guy. So in deeper dynasties, out of this top ten, outside of probably Lloyd and Maten, um, I, I think McCray is. And in terms of contributions this season, I think McCray is probably almost the number one guy out of that group. Um, maybe I could throw Terrence Jones in there if he gets signed somewhere. But long term, I think McRae and uh, and Lloyd are pretty interesting. Elise Johnson, another interesting guy, an absolutely elite rebounder. Doesn't do much defensively, but is scoring well and is pulling in rebounds at a huge rate. Number nine is the Clippers two-way guy, Jonathan Motley. If they do do anything and get rid of, say, Marching Gortat, then there is an opportunity for Motley. But there's already three centers on this team. Now, we saw John Motley. He's another great example. Last season, when he was a two-way guy with the Dallas Mavericks, he came in at the end of the season, played 40 minutes a night, and he was a must-roster guy for big stretches of time. He is an absolute stat stuffer, Motley. The situation in LA, it's a little bit crowded for him to be able to come in and put up these numbers, but say the rooster, Danilo Gallinari, gets injured, and there is an opening there at Power Forward, maybe they could play him alongside uh, Montrez Harrell or alongside Marching Gortat or Boban in that situation, and if he gets big minutes, but the Clippers aren't really necessarily going to be in a tanking scenario... He would be someone that you can uh, that you can have a look at. So someone to uh, to keep an eye on with a real ability to put up numbers, and he's showing that again in the G League um, in the G League this season. The next player, the number ten ranked overall guy in G League fantasy stats, is Darius Johnson Odom. He is a guy that we've seen. He's played some uh, games with the Lakers. He went overseas for a bit. He is now back with the Iowa Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, G League affiliate. He is. Um, He's a wing, a guard player. He's uh, He hits threes at a decent rate. He's generating steals. He's passing a little bit from the wing. He's putting up some okay numbers. He's um, He is an older guy, though. We're talking 29 years of age for Johnson Odom, so not someone that many teams are going to be wanting to bring in and develop. That's the top 10. Just go through the next 10 guys, just mentioning some names. Briante Weber, one of the best steals source guys. I think he is an NBA player. He can't do much offensively, but can be an absolutely elite steals guy. I think uh, along the lines of, uh, of Big Shaq Harrison. Big Shaq. Um, that's what Weber can do. Number 11 is Theo Pinson, the Brooklyn Nets two-way guy. There is an opportunity there in Brooklyn. Uh, maybe he takes some of Jared Dudley's minutes. Walt Lemon Jr., uh, is a uh, a Boston Celtics. He uh, he played for the uh, Pelicans last season as a as a two way guy. 
and uh, now he's with with the Celtics. So opportunities there, unless they just get through that big uh, big run of injuries like last season, it's going to be a little bit harder for him to get those numbers. And and another Celtics guy, their other two way guy, PJ Dozier, is the 14th ranked player. Chinana Onwaku, 15th, a former Rockets player, not currently aligned to an NBA team at the moment. He had really really strong college translation numbers. He would be an interesting guy to watch, and everyone's favorite, of course, Bruno Caboclo is the 16th-ranked G League guy. I'm not totally giving up on Bruno. He's put up some pretty good. Um, he's put up some pretty good G League numbers in the past as part of that Raptors development staff or you know, the squad. Um, one of the only Raptors guys they haven't been able to develop actually, but he is now playing in the Houston system. He signed with the Rockets in the offseason. They cut him, but he's there with their G League uh, affiliate. He's averaging almost 15 points, two and a half blocks over a steal, and he's actually hitting his threes at 43%. So I could see a team taking a flyer on uh, on someone like uh, Caboclo, uh, having a look at him, some uh, some team that's struggling, the Chicago Bulls, man, they need wing players. They should be having a look at someone like Caboclo, and he could come in, and I could see him in a in a ten game role at the end of the season, putting up top two fifty value. He'd be a name to watch. Tyler Davis, Davis, Tyler Davis at number seventeen, Oklahoma City Thunder, two way guy. Drew Eubanks at number 18, the San Antonio Spurs uh, two-way player. Raphael Putney, number 19, a guy that is been around the G League and putting up numbers for a long time. He is an older player, though. And the other one who I really want to mention is Willie Reed, number 20 in the G League fantasy rankings for the Salt Lake Stars. Had some domestic violence issues last season, really dominated at times with the Heat a couple of years ago, was with the Clippers, uh, was traded to the Pistons and immediately cut over there. Um, but he is a guy that when given an opportunity, he will put up numbers. There's no doubt about that. He is averaging 20 and 11 with two blocks in the G League on 67% shooting. He can be an absolute fantasy force, even at NBA level. It's just finding the right opportunity. So yeah, out of those top 20 guys, the guys that I look at who can probably make an impact this season, I think McCray, Jordan McCray, Terrence Jones, um, I think that Briante Weber and Theo Pinson can, and I think Willie Reed can have impact this season with some uh, outliers like perhaps Bruno Caboclo coming in. Jordan Lloyd, more of a, a guy we're looking at for seasons to come. Same with Elise Johnson. I think that he can be uh, one of those longer-term players, maybe as a, a long-term replacement for Thad Young there for the Indiana Pacers. So that's my thoughts on some of the stuff going on in the G League. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Fantasy check-in now for the Indiana Pacers. Miles Turner has been putting up some huge numbers, averaging 14 and 10 with almost three blocks over the last couple of weeks. Uh, when I did the top 20 players earlier this week, or maybe it was uh, a couple of days ago when I did the over and undervalued players, he was the 14th ranked player. He is down to 27th now, and it's all to do with where his block numbers sit. He was at 3.1 blocks. He's now down to 2.9. If that comes down to 2.5, then you could be seeing him fall to you know, outside the top 50. We saw last game, it was back to a bad Miles Turner game. His value is being propped up massively by his block numbers. There's a Z score over the last two weeks of 3.9 for his blocks. His rebounds, the next highest, 1.3. So three times as valuable as his next highest number. And that's that's what is really fueling this elevated ranking. Victor Oladipo, the 30th ranked player, still struggling with that shot. The steals and blocks are nowhere near where they were last season. I think a top 30 finish is more realistic than a top 12 finish for him. While Thad Young continues to uh, surprise me, put up big numbers, and he is a must-roster player. He's uh, 66 at the moment. If you can sell high on that, I would, because he's doing it on 52% shooting and playing 33 minutes a night, a couple of things which will probably come down at some point. 
And the Pacers also have two other top 100 players, Boyan Bogdanovich and Demantas Sabonis. Bogdanovich is averaging 16 points with uh, over t- with two threes a game and 1.4 steals. There's a couple of things that yeah are a little bit high. I think the steals will likely drop for Boyan. He is a 12-team guy, but he's not this highly ranked. Darren Collison with Oladipo returning, his value has disappeared outside the top 150. While Tyreek Evans, a name to watch, has been absolutely putrid this season. But last game, he had 19 points in 19 minutes. He claimed that his knee was feeling good. And if he can get back to 25 minutes and take some of these Corey Joseph and Darren Collison minutes, then in 25 minutes, he could be a top 100 guy. So he's just a name to watch at this point. But I'm watching pretty intently to see where things run with Tyreek Evans. Fantasy check-in on the LA Clippers over the last couple of weeks. The rooster Danilo Gallinari continues to have an excellent season. The 15th ranked player over the last two weeks. Nobody would have expected that. He was a guy going outside the top 100, not only for injury concerns, but the fact that he struggled last season for the Clippers. But his shooting, which was way off last season, is back up at a high level. If you can sell him for any sort of top 40 player, I would do it. But selling high on Gallinari doesn't mean getting back Thad Young. It doesn't mean getting back a guy ranked in the 80s, Boyan Bogdanovich using Pacers guys here. Uh, That's not what it means because he's putting up these strong numbers and if he gets hurt, oh well. But if you can get sustained top 40, top 30 type value from whoever you get back from Gallinari, that's a huge win. It's tough to execute, but we've seen three months of the season where he's been healthy and really productive. Lou Williams is back from his hamstring injury. He's uh, back in business, 20 points per game in only 22 minutes. The usage is sky high, 35%. That'll probably dip, as will the 57% efficiency, so he won't remain at this level. I'd expect a bit of a drop-off from Lou down to the 70s or 80s in ranks. While Montrez, the table, Harrell, had been out of the top 200 for a couple of weeks because he was really struggling. The shoulder looks fine now. He's back in the top 100, 16 and 6, 1.3 blocks, and that massive field goal percentage. The free throws are still a concern for Harrell, but that little slump that he had, we're, we're back in business there. Gilgis Alexander, um, outside the top 150 recently, I do believe in him long-term, but Patrick Beverly, Avery Bradley, these guys aren't going away, Lou Williams, and it's probably going to put a cap on what Shea can do. So in a 10-team league, I don't think you need to hold him. And in a 12-teamer, I'd be okay moving on, assuming you're grabbing someone who makes more sense, not Austin Rivers. Um, Patrick Beverly, Avery Bradley, these aren't 12-team league guys. And of course, Boban and March and Gortat also aren't. Ty Wallace is a name to watch if a couple of injuries do strike this Clippers uh, backcourt and wing rotation. He puts up numbers when he gets a chance. There's just not enough playing time for him there at the moment. Fantasy check-in now for the LA Lakers. LeBron James, of course, suffering a groin strain. Woj reporting that's going to keep him out. A couple of games um, that would make sense. I I would think about a week would be right for LeBron. For any normal person, it'd probably be about two to three weeks. But it's something that they're going to want to pay attention to. And, of course, Rajon Rondo dealing with that finger sprain at the time of... um, Recording this, we haven't got a full timetable, but it is a grade three finger sprain, which is a complete tear of the ligament, which you would assume is going to cost him significant weeks. If it's a Zubat, it's been the real story for the Lakers recently. In, uh, in the last two weeks, he's played 19 minutes a game. Now, some of that's been over 30, some of that's been like 10 minutes, depending on how those splits have gone. But still, in 19 minutes, he's the 90th ranked player. He's averaging 10.5 and 5 on ridiculous shooting, 77% from the field. So that's going to come down. And with JaVale McGee doubtful again for Thursday, still recovering from pneumonia, you just ride with Zubats for now. And he's played significantly well. And he's a guy that I liked as a rookie and soured on last season, but he stepped up. He still does make mistakes on court. His numbers are very impressive. 
I don't see him being able to come in and command 25 minutes a night with JaVale and with Tyson Chandler healthy, but I can see Chandler's minutes reducing. I can see JaVale maybe playing a couple less, and Zubat's coming in and playing 10 or 11 per night. That's not enough to be a 12-team league guy, but for now, you roll with it and you see, because there's definitely a non-zero chance that he sticks in a larger role. 30 minutes a night would be a stretch, though. With Rondo injured, Lonzo Ball, who'd been flailing, is back in business and is, of course, a must-roster guy, while Kyle Kuzma should get a significant bump with LeBron out, as should Brandon Ingram. Ingram has been poor since returning from his ankle injury, the 213th-ranked player in 32 minutes, averaging 17 points. So it means you have to suck at a lot of categories to be outside the top 200 if you're averaging 17 points. He's not hitting threes, no assists, no rebounds, no steals, no blocks, and poor efficiency numbers from Ingram, who should get a boost, especially in those assist numbers with LeBron likely sidelined. You'll get the hitman Josh Hart and Contavious Caldwell-Pope also getting a bit of a boost, but they're more fringe 12-team league guys rather than must-roster players. Fantasy check-in for the Memphis Grizzlies at the moment. They're being driven, of course, by Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol, both top 30 players, really exceeding what we thought they may do in the uh, in the preseason. I was pretty high on Conley. I wasn't this high. He's a top 20 player over the last two weeks, back in business and looks like he was never hurt, really. But the big... I don't know if it's a surprise, but Kyle Anderson, who struggled at the start of the season and everybody was ready to drop him, uh, he was dealing with that heel injury. I was pretty high on him heading into the season. And over the last two weeks... He's the 57th ranked player, which is almost in line with where I had him, probably a little bit higher than where I had him in the preseason. He's doing what we saw him do in San Antonio, except 68% from the field is not likely to continue, but blocks, uh, steals, scoring okay. The other thing that's weird with him, though, is he's doing it here without high assist numbers, and that's one of the selling points of Anderson. He's a must-roster player who's available still in 39% of leagues. The other guy you've got to pay attention to here, weirdly enough, is Garrett Temple, who over the last two weeks is a top 60 player. Now, I don't believe in this as a 12-team situation, but he's averaging 1.3 steals and 1.3 blocks and shooting 56%. There's a couple of things there that won't stick the shooting and the block numbers in particular and that uh, and that scoring at 12.6 at 12. points per game. He's more of a 16-team league guy. And with Dylan Brooks back, I would hope at some point he can cut into some of, the, some of Temple's minutes. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., the blocks have dried up a little bit, just 1.6 per game, but he's still a must-roster guy in only 27 minutes a night. Pickerstaff just needs to go 31-32 on him and allow him to go out there, and he is going to be a legit top 25 top 20, top 15 fantasy guy for many, many years to come. Um, Shelvin Mack, yeah, he's not good. He was uh, putting up, he was weirdly a 12-team league guy at one point this season. That's no longer the case. While Marshawn Brooks has been pushed out of the rotation by the return of Dylan Brooks, but also by, by Wayne Selden, who looks to be a part of that every night rotation. As for Brooksy, he is more of a 16-team league guy than anywhere near a 12-team league guy. The two games since he's been back from his knee injury have not been pretty so far. And that'll do it for another Locked On Fantasy Basketball Fast Break podcast. Let me know what you guys think on Twitter at RedRock underscore Beeble. And subscribe so you never miss a show. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn Stitcher, and on Spotify. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.